You are listening to a message from City Church, located in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. For more information on City Church, or for additional resources, including service times, recommended readings, and additional audio, please visit citychurchpa.org. So I want to welcome you to celebrating. Uh, what we're celebrating is, uh, in the Christian tradition, it's called Advent, uh, where we're celebrating the fact that Jesus came, uh, where we're celebrating that he came. So um, what is Advent? Uh, if I was to actually explain to you what Advent is, uh, it's a season of anticipation and preparation uh, for the coming of Christ. So when we celebrate Christmas, we celebrate uh, on Christmas Eve here, what we're doing is that we're looking and uh, even though, even though uh, we might not know in, the, in terms of like the very date where Jesus, when Jesus was born, uh, but we have set aside a time where we look, where we look and we, 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 we join in the story of those that were anticipating the coming of Jesus. So uh, when we're saying Advent, that's what we're looking forward to. Uh, but what is it that we're doing? Uh, we're looking forward to the coming of Jesus. Um, as Christians, we believe that uh, Jesus is not only just he didn't not only just come once. And so there's three aspects to what we call Advent, uh, the coming of Jesus. Uh, the first one is what we've just been watching here: the coming of Jesus, uh, coming and becoming a baby uh, and joining us. And this was the coming of redemption. He came, uh, he came to die for me and you. So uh, he was the Lamb of God that uh, was coming to take my sins and your sins. And so God had promised a Savior. And so Jesus had come. Uh, and Jesus was both God and man. Uh, and then at the same time, as we celebrate Advent and we're, we are, we're celebrating the coming of Jesus, we're also as well looking forward to the future uh, because Jesus, we believe this, that Jesus did not only, not only just come and was a baby, but he came and he lived the life that we couldn't live. We, we sin and we've fallen short of the glory of God. Uh, he lived the life that we couldn't live, but then he then climbed on that cross and he died for you and me. And then on the third day when he was buried, he rose again and now he rules and reigns as our king and then he is coming again. So as we celebrate his coming, his coming in the past. We're also looking forward to his coming in the future, that he is going to come and he's going to make all things new again. Amen. That's what we're doing. We're celebrating. But also as well, the third aspect of that is that we're also celebrating the fact that we can now, wherever we are, whether we're in Williamsport, whether you're in Africa, whether you're in Europe, or whether you're in Asia, today there's a reality that's there where scripture says, call upon the name of the Lord and you will be saved. Call upon the name of the Lord and you will find help in times of need. We believe that Jesus did not only just come in the past, he is coming in the future, but he consistently and continually comes into the lives of those that call upon him today. Amen. So for us, it's not only just looking to the past, it's looking to the past, looking to the future, but also believing that Jesus meets us where we are in our present time. Amen. 
And so that's what Advent is. And the verse that was read earlier on from the book of Hebrews, uh, I, want, I, I pray that it helps us uh, to realize that in, in this kind of time, in, in a season where, uh, in a season of destruction, which is like, it, we can be so focused on a million other things about Christmas. So Christmas, yes, it is a time where we exchange gifts. Yes, it's a time, but like sometimes we can so, so, we can be so scattered all over and forget get the very gift of what this season actually stands for. So in a season of destruction, and also just, I would say, discontentment, where at the end of the day, here we are, we're going everywhere, and, we're, and, and some of us have been, are drowning in anxiety of the fact that, did I get enough? Was it enough? Was it, am I enough? Is everything around me? And we, we find ourselves scattered all over. I wanna pr- I'm praying that today, this will call you back to actually the very reason for this season. In a season of destruction and discontentment, what we are called to do, for us who are believers in Jesus or anyone else who's, who's also here as well is to fixate our eyes on Jesus. And it is only in Jesus that we're freed now to enjoy the hope and the peace and the joy and the love of Advent. So he came. And he's coming, and he's coming in the past, and he's coming in the future, and he's coming in the present. What does it represent? It, is, it represents the coming of hope. That in any hopeless situation that you might find yourself in today, there is hope in Jesus. Amen? He came to give us peace. That when we experience war in within and war without, when we see everything else and we're going through the push-pull of life, there is actually one who is able to give us peace that surpasses understanding, the one that sits on the throne today. He came to give us joy. And this joy is not a guarantee that you won't go through times of turmoil, but it is a joy that sustains you even in the midst of turmoil. This is what Jesus came to give. And he came to give us love. Where every single direction, where we're facing and we, we find ourselves uh, rejected at every turn or experiencing hatred in every way, Jesus came to give us love. And I pray that this these things would settle deep in your heart today. This is what Hebrews chapter 12 says. Therefore, since we have such a large cloud of witnesses, this is describing all of Christian history uh, in chapter 11. That is actually the culmination. It says that there are these witnesses that were waiting for the culmination of the story of redemption coming. It says that they're surrounding us. Let us lay aside every hindrance. Right. And every sin that so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that lies before us. And this is the key here. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. Jesus is the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. For the joy that lay before him. It was this good news of great joy that lay before him. He endured the cross. He, uh, uh, and if we were to just draw back, he humbled himself, became a baby, came and lived with fallen men, and even was crucified, humbled himself. And this is what it says. He endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So here is actually what we are looking at. In a season like this, 
How can we avoid destructions of the destructions of our culture, especially in in, during this time of Christmas when the trivial becomes very uh, becomes important very fast? How can we free ourselves from everything that seeks to entangle us, even sin? Because during Christmas, this is the time where, where even depression comes in. This is the time where grief hits. This is the time when we don't feel enough. And we will either, we'll either run horizontally to relationships and, and we can run horizontally to, to other people. Or we can go down and run down and try to find fulfillment and satisfaction and, and, and significance in things. Or we can run to addictions and try to numb all the pain. But here the scripture is saying that in, during this time where we celebrate the birth of Jesus, we need to fix our eyes on Jesus. We need to fix our eyes on Jesus. One author says it like this. He says, Advent, Christmas time, is a time when we celebrate the coming of Jesus. Yet the big irony, uh, the irony that, that is that this time easily gets full of all the things that hinder our view of Jesus. So what is the very thing that's hindering your view of Jesus today? It's a busy time, right? I don't know how many of you have gone to enough Christmas parties, right? You've gone through and, and it's a busy time where we're going shopping and we're doing all those things and it ends up, and, but yet we have to actually look at the reality of what we're doing. We're celebrating the birth of Jesus, but Jesus ends up not being invited to his own party. And it ends up becoming about everything else. There was no room for him at the first Christmas. And, and, and if we're not careful, there's no room for us, for him, in our Christmases today. It's crowded with a million things and we forget that the gift of Christmas is this Savior that we have. And I pray that today you would receive, that if you could actually just get one thing today, the greatest gift of Christmas is that Jesus is saying, I have me to give to you. Amen? And so tonight is a time, Advent is a time of looking away. And that's what we see there uh, when it says, fix your eyes on Jesus. They, it's in the, in the Greek language. It's actually two, it's actually stated in two ways. It's, it's looking away and looking to Jesus. So we are to look away from everything that distracts us and then look towards Jesus. And then when it says, fix your eyes on Jesus, it's saying, feel your thoughts on, about who Jesus is and what he has done. Do you know who Jesus is? Do you know what he has done? Do you know what he came to solve on your behalf? Do you know that the greatest threat to you has been taken care of in Jesus? So Advent, Advent is a time of looking away and looking to Jesus. And that's what that scripture says, keeping our eyes on Jesus. Who is Jesus? He is actually what we would see there, uh, that he is the author and the finisher of our faith. So Advent is a time of looking, uh, looking, looking at Jesus who frees us to fully enjoy the hope, the peace, and the joy and the love that he gives Look again there, it says that he is the pioneer of our faith. We are celebrating the fact that in Jesus, Jesus is the founder, he is the leader, he is the one that when we were fighting against God, 
wanting nothing to do with him, God initiated and he came and he gave his own son. When we were far away, Jesus now, he comes. If you remember the story of David and Goliath, a lot of times, like, if we really look at that, when we look at that, Jesus is actually the David of that. He's the son of David. He is the David in that story. Where are we? We are with, with Saul, and we are cowering, and we're scared, and yet we are looking for one champion who's going to come and fight for us and win the battle uh, against sin, against death against hell, against the grave, against fear, against anxiety, against hatred, against division, against jealousy, against everything that seeks to separate you and I. We needed a champion, and the truth of the matter is that we are not it. Right, scripture is going to say in Romans chapter 3, for all have sinned, and they fall short of the glory of God. That even on your best day, even on your best day, with your best work, you don't have enough of a piggy bank that can actually glorify God fully. But Jesus came from birth until death, till he rose from that, the dead. He pleased God in each and every way where you and I fail. And he says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And listen to this, and we are justified freely. It is only in Jesus, good news of great joy. When we're seeing all creation stop, the stars follow him. The angels sing. The shepherds stop their work. The animals gaze upon him. And we are to fix our eyes on him because it's only in him that we are treated just as if we have not sinned because he was treated just as if he had sinned so that now we can be fully adopted in him. But we are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So he was born like us so that we might become like him. Right When we couldn't get to him, he drew near and he raised us up so that now we can actually finally have a relationship with Jesus. But that verse still says also that he is the author, he is the beginner, but he's also the finisher of our faith. He, what he begins, he finishes. What he begins, he finishes. It means that he, 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 what he began, uh, this is what Philippians 1, 6 says, I am sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. That, listen, this is now the, the security and the comfort of every single believer is the fact that when Jesus starts a good work in you and he claims you and you give your life to him and you let him forgive your sins and you let him live as king you live you live under his lordship and all of a sudden now he begins a good work in you and he says even on crappy days god will work everything together for the good for you who loves him he will redeem even every situation and this is what I love about Hebrews chapter 7. It says, but because he remains forever, because he has risen from the dead, he remains forever. He holds his priesthood permanently. 
He died and paid for yours and my sins, and he is the priest now. It says, therefore, he's able, I love this, he's able to save completely those who come to God through him. That now you and I can now be saved completely in him. Since he always lives to intercede for them, Jesus continually pleads your case. When you are faced with sin and condemnation, Jesus pleads your case. And, but look at this. He did it with joy. He did it with joy. Good news of great joy. It says this, this, like it was for the joy that lay before him, he endured the cross. This is actually the good news of great joy. It was the joy of knowing that death does not have a final say over you and I. That trouble does not have final say. It was the joy of seeing you and I finally restored to a state of, of, of joy before him. And one of my favorite uh, church fathers, an African church father, Athanasius, says this, the incarnation, the coming of Jesus, affected two things. This is the good news of Advent. It affected two things. The destruction of death. Right? We, we don't have to fear death anymore. Because with Jesus, I would say, when you are approaching death, every single day, go with Jesus. He conquered death. And he's the only one where our hope is. He says, absent from the body, we're present with the Lord. Right? And he says he initiated two things, the destruction of death and the recreation of mankind. So joy is restored back to life as our victor, as our champion has forgiven us. And it says this, he is seated at the right hand of the Father. And he calls us now to actually now look, for, look at everything. With Jesus as our champion, we now don't have to fight the wars that actually that go before us. I remember one time when I was in trouble, me and my young brother were fighting. And when we were fighting, this was in Africa, and we were fighting on the streets and a cop came and he arrested us. And when he arrested me and my young brother and we're sitting down and a lot of people were crowding us and just, they were, they were, they were all around us uh, just wondering what was going to happen to us. And I remember someone went and told my father. Went and told my father, and my father, if you got to meet him, he was in the army, he was in the army, and he, he came out wearing his army shorts and his army wife, Peter, and his guns were out, right? His guns were out, and he didn't run to that situation. What I remember there was watching the crowd split and watch my father come. And when he came, and I remember he looked at that cop, and I remember he said some very choice words to him. And he told him, take those cuffs off my children. And the cop, trembling, took those cuffs off us. And he looked at me and my brother and he said, go home. And I remember us running. We got in trouble, of course. But I had never been as proud of my dad as that day. And you know what we get in Jesus? We get infinitely more. 
infinitely more. He came and he freed us from our sins. And so that's why even the good news of this is that you and I have a race to, to run. We have a race to run and we are constantly looking around in everything. But Jesus comes and restores us now. We were running, running all other races, running according to the Bible. We're running Satan's race. And then he picks us up. He restores us to the race what we really truly long for. We want Jesus. We were created for Jesus and we are restless until we are restored back to fellowship with him. So everything, if you look at all your problems, all your sins and all your addictions, all your, what you're truly looking for, you're looking for functional saviors, but the race is that we are to be running back to God. And so Jesus came to, and he said, go home. He restores us back to God. And now because of Jesus, this is what it says. It says, lay aside, lay aside everything that hinders you and don't try to do it on your own, but lay aside. Sin does not have power over you because Jesus has now gotten rid of it at the cross. Amen. And not only that, now we are free to run. It says now run with endurance the race that, give, that God has given you. And now you can be able to get rid of everything that's distracting you. So Advent is a time. And my prayer is that you would consider Jesus. Look at verse 3 there. So for consider him. And that once again is fix your eyes on him. Would you, would you fill your thoughts with him? For consider him who endured such hostility against himself so that you won't grow weary and give up. Fill your thoughts on him. Consider him. Jesus versus whatever goes against you, right? Whatever goes against you, Jesus wins all the time. That is the good news of Christmas. That is the good news of Christmas. And because he came, in history, and because he's coming in the future, because he comes today for you and me, when we call upon him, we can now fully enjoy, we can fully enjoy the joy, the hope, and the peace, and the love in each and every situation. Amen? I'm going to read us what Romans 8 says. What then shall we say about these things? After encountering suffering and all those, if God is for us, who is against us? How is God for us? He did not spare his own son. He sent him to the manger. And he sent him to the cross. He fought our battle. How will he not graciously give us all things? Right? Who can bring an accusation against God's children? God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Christ is the one who died. Christ is the one who died. And even more, he has been raised. He also is at the right hand of God. And what is he doing? He inter intercedes for us. And so listen to the sweet words of Romans 8. If you are in Jesus, who can separate us from the love of Christ? From the joy of Christ? From the hope of Christ? From the peace of Christ? Can affliction, this is the hope, the bedrock of the Christian. Can affliction, persecution, famine, and, and nakedness, danger, or sword? As it, reads, as it is written, because of you were being put to death all day long. 
We are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. No. In all these things, hear me on this. In all these things, through Jesus, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that because of Jesus, neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present or things to come. Listen to this. No powers, no height, no depth, nor any created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. So Advent, what is Advent? Advent is a time to make room for Jesus in our lives. And what Jesus does is that he anchors us through what he did in the past. He anchors us through what he's going to do in the future. And he anchors us and he saves us every time we call upon him. So this, morning, this evening, would you call upon him? And he says, let every heart prepare him room. Would you prepare room for him, for him? So I'm going to invite the worship team to come. I'm going to sing a few songs. I'm going to do candlelight. But as we sing these songs, can this question be, are you comfortable celebrating everything around Jesus' birth and you have let everything crowd out Jesus? Where is Jesus? If he was to come knocking in your heart today, does he have room? But I want to say this to you. Would you let the king of kings come in? Would you let him come and let him have room? Let him come and let him forgive all your sins and let him restore you to a relationship with God and you also will be able to now. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But now all have been restored back to that glory choir. Now with all creation in Jesus, when we come and we ask for forgiveness, he restores us back. And he puts us back on the race to run, the race we were created for. So Jesus, we come before you and we thank you that you bring us good news of great joy. And so, Lord, even as we sing, would you begin to invade our hearts? Holy Spirit, would you come and would you help us to see all the things that have, been, that have become a destruction? And would you help us to make sure that we have room for you in our hearts? You who is our king and who is our savior. So that, Lord, we are able to face anything present and anything to, that is to come with boldness. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from City Church, located in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. We hope God meets you where you are and doesn't leave you, but changes you through the work of His Son. For additional information, please visit citychurchpa.org.